So the Siyat Rishmaya we're going to begin. Just gonna Recording record in progress. This. Okay. And uh, I'm gonna share my screen so that we can jump right back into our series on Sicha Saran, Siyat Rishmaya. Okay, so we had begun, I think this was before the Chagim already, a long time ago. We began learning Sichas around Lamed Beis. And we had learned the first paragraph, and we learned a lengthy piece from Lukuti Alachis that had spoken about the Nakuda of Maso Matan, and how much more we rely on Emuna than ordinarily a person thinks, even a, even a non-believer, quote-unquote, who thinks that, I don't need belief for anything, right? Everything that I know, I know. Behechlet, bevadot. And we learned that so much of our information is reliant on, uh, on, on the element of emuna, in terms of business, in terms of being able to trust other people with regard to markets and with regard to what's valuable in different places, merchandise and uh, currencies and things like that. Um, but just bechlal, like I, I was marich to talk about news, right? News, how important it is, the realization that so much of what we think we know and so much of what we are certain about is really still based on faith in the people that are delivering those messages. So there is an element of emuna that we rely on for our human functioning. And Rav Nassim spoke about how ultimately the Iker Iker emuna, the Iker Das, is founded on emuna. So we hear Ibn Nachman continues with this piece. It's a lengthy piece, and this is still not the whole Sicha. But we're going to learn first the next section, and then we're going to delve into some of the sources. Really amazing, amazing, important sources that we're going to learn together with Siyat Rishmaya. So thank you for joining. So Rabbi Nachman says, When a person walks in a way of tamimus, simplicity, wholesomeness, just with faith, without any philosophical investigation, it's possible to merit it's very deep. That a Kodesh Baruch Hu could help this person come to the level of a Ratzin. One second. Of Ratzon, the Rebbe Nachman says that this level of Ratzon of desire is is even greater, is even deeper, is even broader than Chachma, than intellect in and of itself. So this means that through faith, a person can actually be Zoche to a level beyond Chachma, beyond that which he was able to grasp with his or her intellect. Because the truth is that Chachma de Gedushi The truth is that the level of Chachma is higher than Emuna. Because what a person is able to grasp, and Rabbi Nachman says in, in, in Tar Samach Beis and other places, that a person is charged with actually trying to understand as much as we can about Hasagas Elokos, and we're going to talk about that in the piece from Lukut Elachas that we'll learn. That we'll learn. And so Chachma the Gedusha is Lamalam Emuna, but Avalafal Pikein on Etzrichim Ledli Lelech VeChachmas VeChakiris. This is an important word, Lelech. So, of course, a person is supposed to learn, and a person is supposed to understand to the extent that we possibly can. But lelech, the foundation, as halokim, his halich noyach, the walking, the Indian of halicha, that needs to be with emunah. The foundation of our whole Yiddishkeit is on emunah. We have to use our mind and our seichel to understand what we could understand. But lelech, like Rabbi Nachman said to all of his chassidim, he said, I want very much that you should walk with the tyrus. should be lelech and tyrus to pick lessons and learn them for weeks at a time, months at a time, delve into them, rip them apart, put them back together, put yourself back together. That's the Indian of lelech. Emunah is very, very strong. 
And then, when a person walks with faith alone, without any philosophical speculation or investigation or intellectualization, as I zoicha lavoi again, he repeats that a person can be zoicha to come to the level of bechinas rotzin, a level of desire of yearning. We're going to explain this. Or Nassim is going to explain this. Bezar Hashem in a minute. Shu lamala afilu michach when you can get to such a lofty place of yearning of desire that transcends intellect. Ainu she yizke she le rotzin muflag chazak maoid a love yizbarach that a person can merit to an incredibly powerful measure of yearning and of longing and of desire, as we'll see from the next piece in Chaimran, that a person doesn't even know what to do with himself, because of this terrible thirst and this incredibly all-encompassing yearning for the master of the world. And I'll, I'll have nothing more to do than just to scream out, to yell out. And the v'chule is going to lead us into the piece from Chaimran, which will complete this sentence. What, what, Yitzhak, what will he scream out? But this is the level that Emunah alone, that a Yiddishkeit that's founded on simplicity, on Tamim Subshitas, in as much as we're supposed to go ahead and understand and try to understand whatever we can understand. But when we're Lelech Be'emunah, and that ultimately at the end of the day we come home to our faith, we come home to Anachnu Ma'aminim B'nei Ma'aminim. We come home to the whole history of the Jewish nation, to all the Dairis of Babas and Zaydas that davened for us, that cried at the, at the Shabbos Neiris for you and me. And when we come home to that, and that's the Lelech, that's what we're going with, we can reach a level of unbelievable thirsting for the master of the world. Just Alpi Pshat, and we're going to get into what the sod of this very deep, but Alpi Pshat, one of the reasons that Emuna leads to Ratzon, is that a person who is founded, let's say, who's lelech with chachmas and with chakiris, there's not much to, to yearn for. It means to say that my whole Yiddishkeit is founded on what I can learn in a book, what I can understand with my mind. And so there's no element of yearning. It's just a matter of, you know, devoting enough time to sort of going ahead and reading as much as I can about, about God. Right about this philosophical concept of a God and what I can learn about him and what he is and what he isn't and so on and so forth. But there's no level of emotional import, emotional yearning. We spoke about this in the context of Sicha Hey, of the fifth Sicha, where we spoke about the level of distinction between the God of the philosophers, Kaviachal, and the God of Elikei Avram, Elikei Yitzchak, Elikei Yaakov. And the way that we set up this distinction, even between the Hasidic masters or the Bali Sod and those who took more of an intellectualized, uh, you know, philosophy approach to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, is the element of, of 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 an emotional, intimate relationship that we can build with a God who's impacted by us, who we believe needs us, Kaviyachol, who we believe is himself in a process, Kaviyachol, of self-discovery through us, who's allowing his story to be told and played out in human action, as opposed to just this concept of a God that's very dry, that's very mechanical, that we need to rely on, that has no stake in human behavior. And so, therefore, the relationship to this thing called God is going to be extremely different with regard to how we view him. And so the level of faith that we're speaking about here engenders ratzon. It engenders a desire to know more and more and to learn more and to experience more and to feel more and to become more connected with, utilizing the tools that our generations of our grandparents and great-grandparents gifted us with. As opposed to a person who's lelech bechachma, who just sort of 
engages in Yiddishkeit in a relationship with God that's founded specifically on intellect, that's founded on sophisticated, uh, sophistication, sophisticated ideas, there's no element of yearning there, right? Because it's just like, it's, it's science. It's like a textbook. Okay, so you'll read the next chapter, you know a little bit more. But there's no yearning. There's no deep desire there. There's no intimacy. There's no shira shirim. There's no romance. There's no passion because it's an intellectual endeavor. So that's just, I, I think I'll peep shot. We're going to learn the depth of what this is in the next, uh, in the next, in the next couple of minutes, Be'ezer Hashem. But let's first finish this section of Sikha Saran, and then we'll get into the, into the notes. So he says, Each and every one of us, we have a whole great deal of things in our hearts, but one of those elements in our hearts, especially today, is a chakran. And we have a little chakran inside. We have a little philosopher inside of our hearts. Do I know Davar? And this chakran, this philosopher that we have, this mini inner philosopher, is oftentimes the disguise of the baldavar of the Yitzhah, and he causes us to become too sophisticated for our own good, and to start to question things, and to doubt things, and to wonder about things in a debilitating way that allows us, or that, or that, or that prevents us from engaging in life with certainty, because we're always just, we're not sure about anything anymore. Much like the Chacham, the sophisticate in Rabbi Nachman's story of the Chacham Natam, who doesn't believe that there's a king that wants to call him and invite him to the palace. And he's a fool because there is a king, and the king is inviting him to come to meet with the king. And because he's such a philosopher, he starts to convince all the people that come to tell him that the king wants him, that there's no king and that he doesn't exist. Very nice. So what do you have at the end of the day with all your philosophizing? So you're a big chacham, but you lose out on everything that you could have gained if you would have gone with tamimus and pshitas and open-heartedness and simplicity and childlike nature of being open and innocent and trusting and trusting. So we have this little chakran. And the Yitzhahara brings chakirs, and it's our job to subjugate him. And to drive it from our hearts. And to really strengthen ourselves and fortify ourselves with the emuna that we have. Again, now it has to be it's the emuna that we received from the daughters from the generations before us, but it's also we also have to learn how to build our own faith. Not in a sophisticated, intellectualized way, but through Torah study on the level that will introduce a person to God on such a deep, deep level of awareness to say that it's impossible, E.F. Shah, that this thing was created by a human mind. To encounter HaKadosh Baruch not to believe in Him so much, but to recognize Him, to perceive Him, to come to know Him in such a way. And so Aramuna is also supposed to be built on Yisodot, on foundations, but not in a way of philosophy. In a way that has emuna as its basis that then allows me to say, hey, let me look closer at this pasuk because I believe that there's something here. I believe that there's meaning in Rasha Tevis and Sofa Tevis, right? The whole, the whole inning of Kabbalah is founded on the premise of emuna. The Zohar Kaddish himself, the Zohar Kaddish calls Torah Raza de emuna because it takes faith to learn. It takes faith to, 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 to believe that there's depth in psukim. And that there's diktuk in psukim, and then an extra hey, and an extra vav, right? And different words, they mean something. That takes faith. So it begins with hamuna, And then we're able to fortify our inyan of ma'aminim. And then we can tap into the b'nei ma'aminim. Generations pass. It's the same thing. We've got to make it our own, right? And through making it our own in the way that our parents and our grandparents made it their own, then we connect with them. And then we continue the chain 
And then we're able to give it on to the next generation, Be'ezer Hashem. So this is, the, this is the task, to drive it from our hearts. And this is so true, it's Pashid. There are sins, there are Averis, there are transgression, there are ways of behaving that make it more possible for a little bit of Kfiris to come into our hearts. And it makes us Megushim, and it makes us more physically oriented, and it shuts out our ability to tap into spirituality, both within ourselves and within the world. And it starts to make us think in such a way that there's nothing other than my own physical drives and my own physical taivas, and that there's nothing really worth spending time on otherwise. And it convinces us that this world is worth it in and of itself. And so these Averis, Machnisim, Kfiris, Ba'adam. Lists another reason why a person would have inordinate extra challenges in the level in, in the in the area of Amuna is because a person wasn't born in Kedusha Karaoi properly. And it's not his fault, but it's just the Metsias. And a Kaddish Baruch who plans for each and every person what their challenges are. And of course it doesn't mean that he's, you know, that such a person is locked in for the rest of his life. But if a person didn't merit to be born from a union of tzaddikim, or those that were God-conscious, or whatever, whatever the situation is, that itself can have a certain impact on the levushim of the nefesh, or the garments of the soul, through which the person processes the world, like the Baal says in the second parak. The yesh, shaysifu al-zemasim, haraim, And then there are those that added on to that, right? With their own sins and their own actions. Because that's really what happens. And the more a person becomes physically oriented, the less likely it is for him to be able really to open up to the spiritual. So what should we do? What do we need? And we're going to learn the most beautiful Torah about this. Mamash, a beautiful Torah if we have time. If not, we'll continue next week. But for this we need Busha. The Tikkun, the rectification for this kind of you know, this becoming insensitive this numbness towards spirituality, the way to fix that is busha, is a deep spiritual shame. Not a, not a debilitating negative shame, but a busha that comes from an awareness. Mamash, like a little flame is nullified before the sun, right? A little candle, shraga batiara mayahani. When a person becomes aware again of the God that he's living and ignoring throughout his life, a broken heart. Because a person who has such thoughts and a person who is oriented in such a way of thinking, this should bring us a deep sense of shame that comes from an awareness. Because it must mean that there's something so physical about me that my Jewish soul doesn't emerge strongly enough for me to simply believe. And I have to challenge everything. And I have to doubt everything. That I even did actions that brought upon me this kind of behavior. That he should think thoughts that run contrary to our holy faith. That God's presence fills the whole world. Because everything is filled with his glory. And sitting in the presence of God that fills every particle of physicality. That's clearly, openly revealed to a person who has the right eyes. To see the world. And he's sitting instead and doubting. What is he doubting exactly? Where did he come from? Where does his ability to doubt come from? 
Where does his eyes, his ears, his mouth, his ability to feel things, the world around him, children, parents, generations, science, all the rules of nature, where, where does that come from, Michlal? And he sits there doubting that there was a creator, a designer. So a person who thinks about this, you come to Busha. And this itself is a rectification of the lack of emuna. When a person starts to really contemplate and to really think, like, what is this? What am I, what am I doing, Bichlam? What do I know? What am I trying to challenge? Based on what knowledge? That he has a couple of thoughts that are driving him away from the Elohim Chaim, from the living God, Asher Hu Chaim, who's the life force of all life forces. Nachman says, it's not even worth it for us to go further into explaining the busha that a person should feel in such a matziv, that a puny little tiny spark of of nothingness, of afar, afar bav afar tashav, like we learned in last week's parsha, is challenging the creator of all. It's unfathomable. It's unbelievable. And through this sense of humility, and through this sense of brokenheartedness, through this sense of submission, this itself could undo those thoughts that a person was having. Now, it's a little bit of a conundrum, you understand. It's a little bit of a, uh, a vicious cycle, right? You don't know where it starts because, again, the only reason that you're having these thoughts is because you don't believe in God. So how exactly are you supposed to step from there into saying, hey, I really should be so embarrassed and so ashamed that I'm having thoughts in the presence of God. I mean, again, the thoughts themselves are denying the presence of God. How are you supposed to take that step? And I think over here, we're going to learn this in the piece from Lakut Imran, Be'ezer Hashem. But the Iker is the Lev Nijbar. It's, it first starts with a broken heart. And a broken heart has nothing to do with religion. A broken heart has nothing to do with faith in God. A broken heart, especially in today's generation, after what we've been through, after what we've gone through just over the past two years come out of corona and, and a world turned upside down on every level, societal, political, uh, this, you know, this, uh, everything that we thought were, was so certain. Who among us is not, is not broken a little bit? In a sense to say, you know, maybe I don't understand everything. Maybe I can't plan and micromanage every detail of my life. Forget about religion. Just it's a personality type. To be a person who's a leib nishbar. To be a person who walks with a little bit of humility to be aware that there are things that are beyond me. And when a person can adapt and can adopt, rather, this mode of being of leib nishbar, that's a very, very good Pesach into the busha that we're trying to get to. Because then once a person accustoms himself to existing in such a frame of mind to say, like, what do I really know? Then a little bit our hearts become a little bit more sensitive to be able to pick up on and then we start to think like, wow, wow, I doubted. I doubted. I doubted. My puny mind that's under time and space, that's distant from any element of a loftier perspective, I doubted. I had a doubt. And then a person feels a little bit of busha. And that busha brings into focus the godly presence that the person had doubted first. Okay, so the first step is shivran leif. The first step is this kind of submission. And then this brings us to busha. So the year Ibn Achman says in Chaim Aran, Pam Acha I'll spare you my butchering of the Yiddish. So we'll skip to the parentheses. Maybe Shimon could help us out. But the parentheses says, Al Yideh Emuna, 
like we had learned in the first sentence, through Amuna, a person can get to such a level of yearning, such a level of desire, that a person just doesn't know what he wants anymore, but doesn't even know what it is that he's yearning after. Just he's yearning, it's all encompassing. There's no seichel at all. It's just this feeling of being consumed with a thirst, with a yearning, with a desire. And the person will scream. And here we have the continuation of what Rabbi Nassim brought in Sichas Ran and said, Well, what's v'chule? And here's the continuation. The person will yell out, Bind me. I feel like I'm being torn into pieces. I want to become consumed within you, Rabbi This is the cry of a Yid who goes with Amuna, who's simple. And who allows the Amuna, like we'll learn from Rabnasa now very deeply, who allows the Amuna to carry him into a level of Ratzon, of Ishtokikos. To say that, Rabbani Shalom, you're not an intellectual God. You're a living, vibrant, emotional, conscious presence in every particle of physicality. You created us you created me, Bishvili Nevra'olam. You created us, Amzu Yitzartali. I created this nation for me, Tihilasi Yisaperu, to sing my praises and to yearn for me. Anila doidi vidoidi li. Doidi alive alai chukasai. That this whole thing of being a Yid and the whole thing of Amuna, in the kind of way that we're talking about Amuna, not an intellectual thing, but a, an experiential Amuna. That brings us to a tremendous ratzon, tremendous passion, to a tremendous desire, to a tremendous ava toward the being that projected us in his ava, olam chesed yibane. Says Reb Nassim of the Kuti Halachas, and here he brings us into very, 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 very deep havana. It's going to probably take us till the end of the year, even just to do this piece, and we'll get to the Likuti Moran probably next week, likely, because it's such a deep piece, and it requires a lot of akdamas. But let's try to do it simply. Does bring us into the Kabbalistic understanding of why faith would carry a person into the level of desire, to the level of ratzon. What's the correlation between those two things? Says the Hedegar of Nasan's Chus, you're going to lay in the Kudelachas Rish Chaydesh Vav, Oisius Beis, Tegimov. And he says, Kiba Emes Aide Amunu Bishleimus. Through complete faith, a person can get to a level that's way beyond seichel, that's way beyond intellect. And it's written also, which is Sicha Saran. If you remember, we started the very, very beginning of this series that Sicha Saran was originally printed in the back of Sipurim Isis. Okay, so this is a reference to that. Sicha Saran, our piece, Shalidea Muna. Through Amuna, a person can become lifted beyond the Seichel to a level of Ratzon. Just to understand this, because it's very, very deep. It's known that there are ten spheros, there are ten tools through which HaKadosh Baruch Hu demonstrates His unity Ten traits, all of which are included as one in God's indivisible unity, that he reveals to creation, to limited human minds, through these ten different facets of this one unified diamond called Ein Sof, called the master of the world. Esther spheres, ten midas, ten creative steps in the creative process that resulted in the creation of our world and in all the worlds above. Shemasara tikunim, they're called ten rectifications, Shehem, mikeser, the first of which is called Keser. Many of us are familiar with these terms. But just to review, the first is called Keser, which is called crown. 
And the final level is called malchus, is called kingship. Very basically, the reason why the top level is called crown is because in any creative process, the first step is to desire to create. It's the first thing that comes before anything else. Before you thought about what to create, how to create it, went about getting the materials together, building it, and so on and so forth until it's built, the first thing is, I want a table, right? I desire a table. Then you can start to think, okay, how am I going to build it? How am I going to get money to pay for the materials to build it, and so on and so forth. The first thing is ratzam. What's a crown? A crown sits above the head. Now, the head is intellect. The head is already thinking, okay, once I know what I want, now I'm going to go ahead and think about how to do that and how to bring that mikoach how to bring that from potential to actuality. But beyond the mind is the level of ratzam, is the level of desire. That's above the mind, beyond. The final step is the actualization of that desire. Right, just like in the beginning of a desire to build a table, so to speak, the first thing would be the Ratzon, which is the Indian of Keser, will. And the final stage is the created table. And so Malchus is only the externalization, or Malchus is the actualization of what first existed in Keser, in this just vision of a desire of what God wanted before creating the world. And then Malchus is the created world as we know it. The Keser ad Malchus. And Malchus, this final trait, is the aspect of Amun, is the aspect of faith. Malchus, which is related to Davra Melech, which is related to Tfila, which is related to the physical world without which that spiritual light that's shining into it, the physical world would be mamish like a goof without an Ashamah, wouldn't exist. And so the whole element of the physical world is only this awareness of a lack, this awareness of essentially not having, this awareness that without a higher level, without the creative process that resulted in the physical world, there would be no physical world, which is likened to the moon without the sun, it would never be illuminated. It exists, but without any illumination, because all of its illumination comes from the sun. And so the whole Indian of Malchus is the concept of emunas, the concept of faith. Because it's in Malchus, it's in the physical world that a Jew is able to look up and say, Gevald, well, I, have, I have nothing. I have nothing without the Rebbeinu Shalom. Just like Malchus, which is the final vessel, has nothing other than what all the creative steps above it are implanting within it. It has nothing. It's a goof without an Hashem. It's the moon without the sun. And so Malchus is connected to faith. That's the faith-oriented trait when a person recognizes that this world was created by Kodesh Baruch Hu, created by a creator through a process of creation of lights and vessels and different elements that came into this world. And a person is then able to go with Hemuna to say, Geval, the physical world needs so much. We're davening now, we're maskir, at least we're maskir, kaburus keshamim, right? Mashaburuch Geshem. We're aware that without rain, which comes from a loftier place that we don't do. We, we can do plowing, we can do planting, we can do reaping, but the, but the rain we don't do, there's a level that, that comes from above. That comes from above. Geshem is called rain, but Gashmias is all physicality that's associated with rain. And it's the same thing. All of our parnasa, all of our shefa, all of our life force, all of our breath, all of our, all of our sight, everything that makes us we, that gives us the ability to manifest our potential in the world is gifted to us from above. And that's the Indian of Malchus, which is Emun. Says Nachman speaks about this in the Kutumran. This is the first gate because if we're trying to climb up to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we have to also climb back up this ladder of the spheres. We have to climb up the ladders of the creative process until you get 
to the being that desired and created. And so where do you start? Well, you got to start at the bottom because we're trying to climb this ladder all the way up to Kesser, all the way up to Ratzon. So how do you begin? you got to begin with Malchus. What's Malchus? Faith. Faith. That means to say that any madrega of Kedusha that a person will ever attain on any level, limanat Torah, whatever, whatever is up there, midos, shmir, whatever, whatever it is, it starts with emuna. Without emuna, klum yeh, nothing, nothing. Malchus is associated with a concept of zos, like we learned in last week's parsha. What's the first time that we see the word zos, zos, about chava? Malchus is the feminine aspect in the sense that it is only able to produce what the masculine element is contributing, right? Just like in a marital relationship, in terms of reproducing, in terms of being able to bring children to the world, the element of the nekeva is the recipient, much like the moon is the recipient of the light of the sun, and then is able to give back something more perfect, right? And that's the whole Indian of Malchus. But Malchus is connected to the concept of nekeva, to the concept of mekabel, almanas lashbia. That's the Indian of Malchus. So Chava, who's the first female, is not just a person Chava. No, but Chava represents the whole female spectrum, the whole concept of a Nekeva. And about her, the Pasuk says, Zois, kimi ish lukacha Zois, because she was taken from man, which is a very deep concept. Either we'll learn it today or next week. And the second piece that I wanted to learn with you. Zois is said about Chava. And what's Aaron Akoyin told? How can he come into the Beis HaMikdash? How can he come into the Kodesh HaKadashim? What's the entrance way so that Aaron can go ahead and serve God on the deepest level? Ki bezois yavoy Aaron el HaKodesh. Ki bezois yavoy Aaron. Only with Zeus. Only with the Midah of Malchus. That's the opening. That's the gateway to being able to access higher levels. It's got to start with Malchus, which is faith, which is tefillah, which is faith, which is humility, anivas. Like an ani, like a pauper who has nothing of his own, which is malchus oriented, the level of the physical world that relies on the spiritual elements above to fill it with vitality and life. You've got to start with the midah malchus. You can't go any other way. That's the first step, that's the first gateway in. It is impossible to access any level of holiness, any level of asaga or avoida without emuna. That's the basic, basic, basic. Says Reb Nassim, what's the primary element of faith? What does it mean to believe in something? What does it mean to trust in something, to have faith in something? Is specifically with regard to that which transcends the mind, which the mind is not able to grasp. What the mind understands, that's not called faith anymore. Because it understands it, it grasps it. But it's in those things and it's in those challenges and it's in those experiences that we go through things that we cannot grasp, that we cannot understand. That's the that's emuna. That's emuna. When it's something that you tried grasping and it's just something that's essentially beyond you and beyond me, then then we have an isayan of emuna. That's called emuna. And when a person has the incredible merit to encourage this faith that's unshakable, that's unbreakable, that this is all we have to hold on to, and this is our legacy, and this is the Jewish enterprise from the beginning of time until the very end of time, we're on the threshold of the end of it, of the end of the story. It's you and me that are going to bring it to the end. 
And when we believe that we have a Torah, we believe that we have mitzvahs, and we have this Jewish pride that's not just a Jewish pride on the state of Israel. Mamash, a Jewish pride on the deepest, deepest level of Kedushas Yisrael, of who we are and what our mission is and what we're tasked with doing for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Atem Eidai Hashem. Atem Eidai, to be God's witnesses, to testify that there's a God in the world, to the nations of the world. To be able to shine that light to the entirety of the world. So when a person goes ahead and strengthens this faith, and to nullify, like we learned, to nullify with Shivron Lei, with Busha, this our own physical minds. And to trust our grandparents, and our exalted holy sages. You'll start with faith, and guess what? You'll get to a level where you are able to understand it in your mind. You first start with faith. The Pasik says, Tamu, taste it first. And then you'll see. Re'iyah is always associated with Chachma. Rashi says, What does it mean that their eyes opened up? They saw that they weren't wearing clothing because they had eaten from the Itzadas Tovera. Seeing is associated with Chachma. So Tamu, taste it first, which is just the level of emuna, just the level of yearning, just the level of experiential, just going with it and saying, this is all I have, this is all I know, and then you'll be able to see it with your own eyes, with the eyes of your mind, of your intellect, to be able to grasp it as well. What he couldn't understand before, what he needed to say, I'm out, like it's just, I can't grasp this and just to go with faith. Now, to understand it in But it's a never-ending cycle because God is infinite. And so they're going to be loftier things. They're going to be higher elements of things that a person can't grasp in Torah learning. When a person understands, okay, one level, and you dig deeper and you say, whoa, whoa this, this, I already don't understand what he's saying. I thought I understood the sugya, and here he brings in a whole other thing from another sugya, and I have to learn that first. And I go, I don't know what he wants with it. What does Taisus want? And so on and so forth. They go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, and it never ends. It never ends. So you have to again strengthen that muna. This makes sense. Doesn't make sense to me right now. It's beyond me. But this makes sense. This faith. This makes sense. And I'm going to continue to push at it. And I'm continuing to stay here. And not to walk away. And not to throw up my hands in despair and say, there's no explanation for this. And then a person will be zeichel to understand this as well. And again, the cycle goes and goes and goes. From level to level. In the many places, Rabbi Nachman describes this. Listen to this. This is so incredibly deep and foundational and important. Rabbi Nachman said, Rabbi Nassim says, there's also Rabbi Nachman, Rabbi Nassim says, because Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Nachman were also this paradigm of the moon and the sun, that Rabbi Nassim was zochet to have more than all the other Hasidim from Rabbi Nachman because he made himself klum, the Indian of Shivron Leiv, the Indian of the Levana. Without Rabbi Nachman, he had nothing. And he had, he had plenty. He was a Goyen Oilam before he came to Rebbe Nachman. But he cleaned out his mind, Mamish, and he went with faith in this tzaddik. And we're Zochet to, the, to reap the, the, the seeds that Rebbe Nassim planted with his humility. Without Rebbe Nassim, we'd have nothing. We'd have nothing. So Rebbe Nassim says here an amazing thing. Rabbi Nassim over here says, Ki Every spiritual level has the element of faith. 
And every world, every segment of creation as it unfolds also has ten spheros and therefore also has the level of Malchus, which is Emunah. So there are four spiritual worlds, which are Atsilus, Berea, Yitzira, Asiya, and each of these contain ten spheros because it's like a carbon copy. You know, they still have them. I don't know if they still have them, but you used to write on the, on the first page and then you open it up and it goes through to all the papers, right? Mamish, that's what Atsilus is. Atsilus is the first page and then it leaves a Rishimu in the next page and you open it up the next page. So the ten spheres of Atsilus show up again and again and again and again as the levels get deeper and deeper and further into Gashmias and furthermore removed from Elokus. But our Kopanim, there are these ten Madrigos on every single level. Deeper than that, each sphera itself contains ten. And each of those spheres contain ten. And it's infinite, right? This is the irreducible blueprint of creation, the ten spheres. But what we find is that there's a level, therefore, of Malchus in every stage. And there's also a level of Emunah in every stage. Because Malchus and Emunah are one and the same. So he says the most incredible thing is that Malchus, like we had learned, is the final level of this 10-step process. Malchus, like we learned, is the actualization of what existed in Kesser. Kesser was the Ratzon, God's desire to create Kibiachal, and Malchus is the created world, is the actualization of that desire that HaKadosh Baruch Hu had primordially, originally, before anything else. But listen to this, Chavra. Now that we're saying that every world, that every phase contains this miniature creative process from Kesser to Malchus. So that means to say an incredible, amazing thing. This means to say that Every world, the bottom of that world, so to speak, the ability to go in, is going to be the Malchus of that level. When a person utilizes faith, which is the first level and is the shower, is the opening to be able to get into the higher madragas, you go with faith and then said Rabnasan, you're then able to understand it with your mind. So let's say in the world of Asiya Kiviachal, in the world of Asiya Lamashal, we begin with Malchus. Malchus is Amuna. That's what we start with. And then Tamu, through our Amuna, we're able to Uru'u, we're able to get to the level of understanding, and so we get to the moichin of Asiyah, we get into the levels of Chachma, Bina, Das, those higher levels of that world, because my mind now grasped what I originally had to believe in. The higher levels of the spheres that I can then, that I can then access through my faith. But what happens then? Once I get to the top so to speak, once I get to the top of the Olam Asiyah because I utilized Malchus to get into the bottom, and then I was able to access all the loftier levels, Yisod is the Indian of Shemir Sabris, and then Tiferes is Liman Tyra, and Chesed and Kibura, the Midas, and so on and so forth, and you get up and up and up. Well, what happens next? Because you gotta, you gotta then traverse to the next world, but guess what? The next world also has a Malchus. And so you gotta, you gotta go back to faith. You gotta go back to faith. But it's the faith of the higher world. That faith will then bring you up to a greater level of intellectual understanding. But guess what? You got to cross that border also out of that world and into the next stage. And it's got to 
again start with Emunah. So this is what Rabbi Nassim is telling us, that there's always going to be greater and deeper Hasagas and Avanas and experiences to say, okay, I thought that my Emunah was strong, but this, now this is something else. This is something else. Why? Because it means that you're in the next world. It means that you crossed over through the first phase, and now you're on level one of phase two. Level one of phase two. This is very similar to those who have the safe for the story of our lives. This is very, very similar to the concept of the deserts, fields, and forests that we speak about in the book, about how the viceroy needs to constantly travel from desert to field to forest, then back into the desert, field and forest, desert, field and forest. It's the same thing again and again because he's going from level to level to level to level, higher and higher, and each level begins with a malchus. Each level begins with bezois yavei aran alakodesh. Each level needs to begin and start with a level of bitul, with a level of busha, with a level of shivron lev, with a level of anivas of humility, of emuna, of tefillah, of davar amelach, the ani tefillah, tefillah the ani kiyat, of pop, of, of poverty, of intellectual poverty. Like we learned, you then access the thought and the understanding of that world. Gotta go back to Amuna. Which is the bottom level of the next phase. Which, although it's the lowest level of the next phase up, it's still higher than anything that existed in the first phase. It's still higher than that. So listen to what Ibn Asin says. Ki malchus the malchus of the world of Yitzira, which is the second world from the bottom. The first one is Asiya, which is our physical world. And then there's Yitzira, that's the next one. So the malchus of Yitzira, the lower level, or the lowest level of Yitzira, of that world, is Gavoya Yoiser mi Keser da is higher, far higher than the Keser, which is the loftiest level of Asiya, of the lower realm. Because it's understood and it's known. And this is the deepest part. It's understood and known that the keser of one world, of a lower world, is itself the malchus of the higher world. Now all the worlds are linked through the keser and malchus. The malchus of one world binds itself to the keser of the next world because again, these two things are really one. Malchus only is the actualization of keser. And so keser and malchus are really one. The two sides of the same coin. It's the desire and the actualization. And so the actualization of a higher level becomes the desire of the next level. And so on and so forth as you go down and down. This is the concept of yitnu lecha, keser melucha. We're giving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu Keser Malucha. There's a Keser Malchus. Keser and Malchus are inextricably bound one with the other from world to world, from level to level. The Alkane, therefore, he says, Yeshma Dregus Rabbis So therefore, we understand that there are so many levels in faith. Kikol Masham is Chazig Yoyser Bemunah. The more one holds on strong to faith, Ayyidei Zezoichala Hasega Seichos Voiced Darga. Himzoichalama Bini Soyun. Kame Yama Vitim Karoi Loyalfi Maisav. If a person will withhold in all the challenges and hold on to faith, then I'll come to understand it. And then I'll rise up to a level that takes into the next world, that takes into a faith that's beyond Keser, a faith which is the next world that's one and synonymous with the Keser of his current world. And Keser is connected to Ratzon, like we said. 
It doesn't come easy, and it takes a lot of work, and it takes a lot of bittal, and it takes a lot of humility, and it takes a lot of humbleness and openness. Especially if one's actions aren't aligned with all of his speech. Says Rabbi Nassim, this is the pinimious understanding of what Rabbi Nachman meant when he said that when a person walks with faith, he can get to a level of ratzon, which is even higher than seicha. Says Rabbi Nassim, this is why. Because when you begin with malchus, when you begin with bezois yavei aran ala koidesh, when you begin with the Indian of faith and humility of the lower level that brings you up into the higher madrigas of Havana, which then bring you to the malchus of the next level, which is synonymous with the keser of the lower level. Keser is ratzon. Says Rabbi Nachman, emuna brings a person to ratzon, brings a person to desire and yearning. This is the pnimis, this is the Kabbalistic understanding of why that is so. Because malchus and keser are inextricably bound one with the other. And this is how we go from world to world, from level to level, from phase to phase, from challenge to challenge, from victory to victory. So here he says, that's the level that's called Atik Yoimen, a very lofty level, the loftiest part of Keser Ratzon of a lower world, which is drawing on the lowest level of the next world up, which is faith, which is faith, which is Vaiter faith, a further challenge of faith. And then when a person goes ahead and manifests and accesses the element of the faith of the next world, guess what? The same thing happens. Boom. He's cast up to the level of Seichel and then beyond that to the Kesser of that world and then beyond that into the Malchus of the next world up. And it goes on and on and on ad infinitum. And this is the challenges that we go through. That the Rambam writes that it's a very wonderful thing that the world does not simply become light like that. The sun rises, what's called the Chazal, Kim a Kim a, slowly and slowly but surely. Says the Ramam, do you know why that happens? Why is it that a Kaddish Baruch doesn't just have day and night, boom, black and white? Okay, we understand the world is round and we understand the science of it. But a Kaddish Baruch could have done that, a light switch on and off. And he explains that the reason that a Kaddish Baruch wanted to create the world in such a way is because light could be mazik le'enayim. Is that if things happen too quickly... And if the light just suddenly turns on, it could be blinding. And that could have a negative adverse effect on one's eyesight. Says the Helige Ramba, in the depth of what he's saying, in the omic of what he's saying, is that our lives exist within an ever-rising sun. That first a person starts as a child of parents. And a person gets a little bit older, moves away from the parents a little bit, into social circles with the friends, in school. And then ultimately a person gets married and then kids come along. And a person goes through that entire trajectory of growth, Bezer Hashem, and I bless it upon all of us. A person flourishes and goes through phase by phase by phase. And slowly but surely the sun of his life is rising. But slowly but surely, very slowly but surely. A person moves from level to level, from stage to stage, from phase to phase. And the reason is, is because of what would happen at once, that one morning you'd wake up with a fully grown family and children and grandchildren, it would be mazik le'enayim, we wouldn't be able to perceive the presence of God. It would be mazik to our spiritual le'enayim, 
to this consciousness that we were able to realize, wow, Hashem was with me from the beginning and Ashkach of the process, how things, how things unfold in the most miraculous, wondrous way, how things work out and how things happen and how things develop. And we're able to watch this little seed flourish and grow and grow slowly but surely, reach up toward the sky and branch out. And it happens slowly. So this is a process that unfolds throughout our lives and we're always challenged in Emunah. And first the challenges are small and the challenges get bigger as life goes on and gets more complex. And our relationships become more complex with other people and things branch out a little bit and a person needs a little bit more faith, a little bit more faith. And each time that we go through this, we're going from level to level, from level to level. And a person who's holding on to this has an incredible ratzon, the kedusha desire to become, like we learned from Rabbi Nachman, bound and included in a Kaddish Baruch because we realize at the end of the day that without this inlan klum, we have nothing. We have nothing. And so our deepest desire to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu envelops our whole life and all the stages and all the challenges, but it's a constant process of progression from stage to stage, from Malchus to, to Chachma to Keser, which is the Malchus of the next world. Malchus to Chachma to Keser. Again, Malchus and so on and so forth. On and on and on it goes. And so if you hear, let's finish up. Rabbi Nachman says, V'chein when a person merits through this level of faith to then access a higher level of seichel and a higher level of ratzon and a higher level of again he goes on right so he gets into the next world into the next level until a person gets to the very pinnacle 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 of amuna to the pinnacle of faith says Rabbi Nachman he brings it from the Sefer Bukhinas earlier Tzadikim that the pinnacle of knowledge is not to know and Rabbi Nachman over there and we learned this already in the previous pieces in Sikha Saran in this series a person gets to a level where he realizes only klum, and there is nothing and I have nothing and I know nothing and there is nothing but faith but closing my eyes to this physical world saying Shema Yisrael closing my eyes to what they can physically see in the world Shema Zrashatevas Haver Einai Mira'ois Shav prevent my eyes from seeing shove, from seeing vanity. And so we have to close our physical eyes sometimes to open our spiritual eyes to connect to that which is really there so that we don't give in to the distraction and to the facade and to the disguise and to the smokescreen and an illusion of there being a physical world. And a person gets to a level where tachlis ha the pinnacle of understanding, asher loy neida. I don't know anything at all anything at all and a person lives in a way of tamimus and pshitas and a person doesn't plan and a person okay it's very very high levels tzaddikim live this way and a person doesn't have cheshboinus of what I'm doing it's mamis just shalom I'm battled to you battle 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 and I'm just opening my eyes and ears to the signs that you're sending me and I'm following them because I know that there's nothing else in the world that's real but you tachlis ha'idiya asha Torah, tefillah, not to waste one minute, to be able to grab every split second of life in whatever way that we can, to somehow channel it and use it to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to remain ever conscious of God, not to split for one second, there's no inion of 
Chatsi Lashem, Chatsi Lachem. There's no Lachem. There's no Lachem. All there is is Lashem. All there is is Lashem. A person can get to such a level. Rabbi Nachman said about one of the tzaddikim who he was very fond of. His name is, skipping, is slipping my mind now. That when the tzaddik was nifter, Rabbi Nachman snapped his fingers and he said in Yiddish, springin," which means he hopped over. He hopped over. This tzaddik hopped over the world. He just skipped it all. He skipped all of the despair and all the dismay and all of the brokenness and all the lack of satisfaction. He just skipped it. And it's not because he was a big philosopher when he was 9, 10 years old and he said, you know what? I've come to the conclusion, straightens his tie, you know, come to the conclusion, I'm going to devote my life to Abba Hashem. No, that's not why. It's because he had a Muna. And because he trusted in those that came before him. And he said, hmm, if there are walls here and they've been here for generations, probably not a good idea to move them. Pro- they're probably there for a reason. Right? And he went with them and he trusted in it. And Rabbi Nachman said about such a person, Can you imagine if they could say that about you and me at the end? Just like with a snap of a finger. Jumped over this world. Just didn't fall. He didn't fall for the trap. Didn't fall for it. This is the level of that's the highest, highest, highest level. Visham ikra amuna nimso we find, and with this we'll end. Shamuna hilamata measecha vlamala measecha. Amuna exists on two levels. There's an amuna that's below seichel because the amuna of a lower realm. But then that enables you to access an amuna that's of the next level, that's associated with the keser of the next, of, of, of the keser of this level, which is the malchus of the next level. And that's why it produces such incredible ratzon, such incredible yearning, such incredible ava and passion and, and desire to serve a Kaddish Baruch Hu. There's, a, there's an amuna above and there's an amuna below. The only way to really attain the understanding of a specific phase and to really get it and to really inculcate it into our being is first you have to go through Emunah. You first have to go through Nisayan. You first have to go through a challenge and whatever aspect of this challenge that we go through, a challenge in Emunah. And he has doubts and he has problems. This is a part of the process. And even so, he says, I don't care. I don't care that my mind doesn't understand. I don't care that it doesn't make sense. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. You get to a higher level. Which is the incredible light of desire, of holy desire. Which is shining from the faith of the next level. Because that's all there is. All there is is faith. All there is is a Kurdish Baruch Okay, and it goes on, it goes on. This is enough for tonight. So that's the, that's the Panemius understanding. And I know that we went through it quickly and it's a very deep, deep idea. But now we can go back to the peace and see Chasrana, but this will finish. Rabbi Nachman said in the beginning over here, let's just read this line one more time. When a person walks, again, to walk, to live this way, that this should be the essence, the foundation. Enough of the sophistication. We know nothing. We're here to say Tehillim. We're here to be Mabar Sidra. We're here to, to, to learn a black Gemara. We're here to believe in Sadiq and we're here to grab any tiny bit of Kedusha that we can without Chachmas. Now we can understand that. Because again, it's talking about the Chachma of your level. You start with Tamu'u, with tasting, Uru'u, 
the Indian of Chachma. You get to the level of Chachma to understand it. But then you rise up to the Amuna of the next level, which is synonymous with the Keser of the current level, and Keser is Ratzon. And that's why Amuna could bring the person to such a level of Ratzon, to such a level of yearning that Ibn Achman describes over here. She gets Aku that he screams, Give out! I'm binding me to you. I'm being torn into shreds without you. I can't live this way. We should be zayche, to have this ratzon, to walk with this ratzon, and to go with emuna, to go with tefillah, to go with bittel, to go with the level of shivron lev, to go with the humility of knowing that there are things that are beyond me. And that's fine. And I was created here to communicate to our Kaddish Baruch Hu, to make it so that my whole life is a dialogue with the Kaddish Baruch Hu, like Davin Amalek said, the Ani Tzfila, Sheniska, Sheniska to all of this and more. Bezer Hashem, thank you so much for joining. And uh, Yoni, phenomenal to see you, as always. Mamash, phenomenal. Chaim Ori, so wonderful to see you. All the Chaver, Miriam, thank you so much. Miki, Ita, all, all of you, all you Chaver who are joining. Mamash, Shimon, Ashrenu, Ashrenu. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of the week, and we'll see you Thursday night. Thank you, Chaver. All the best. Chazak, Chazak.